right, good evening everyone. Welcome to the Canton Community Preservation Committee's meeting. Um, it is Monday, December 5th, 2022. Um, we have a number of um, uh, folks who, committee, committee members who are not able to attend this evening. So uh, it looks like at the moment we do not have a quorum, but we'll proceed with the discussion. Um, first item is public comments, seeing uh, we have um, invited guests here. Um, do either of you have any comments not related to the topic for which you are here for? No. No? Okay. <laughs> then we'll breeze over that uh, first item. Um, minutes from December, from, I'm sorry, November 7th meeting, uh, last month's meeting. Um, it looks like those are still uh, being compiled. I did not see them. Um, is that correct? Uh, I, I have them. I apologize. They had intended to be attached to the email with the agenda, and that was entirely my bad. Okay. I'm sorry about no, that. No worries. Um, so we will defer that to uh, next month. Okay. And that brings us to item three. Um, so this is uh, an update on the Kennedy uh, restroom project. Um, at the last meeting, um, in our discussion on you know projects to um, cl either close out or uh, projects that needed extension, um, there were some outstanding questions that came up uh, regarding um, the Kennedy Restroom project. So thank you um, to Mike and uh, Pat for being here to um, provide an, an update on those. Um, sure. So I'll give the floor to you. Okay. Um, so you know we've been working through the town's engineer Silk Tech here for for a while. Uh, they had a full change of staff uh, somewhere back at the beginning of the year. It's taken them another six to eight months to ramp back up again. Um, been pushing them for schedule. This schedule is about four or five months behind since they've been giving these schedules. Um, they're working with their subcontractor, Niche Engineering, to finalize their agreement with them. Um, once that gets finalized, Niche will file for the RDA with the CONCOM, as we are near the wetlands. Um, once we get that approved, we do have a full set of um, owner review documents, which the town has seen. Uh, there's been a couple of revisions to the sewer line and the water line on them. Um, but other than that, the shack itself remains the same. So once we have the RDA, we have the town's requirements and the plans. Um, where we, we were requested to have the plumbing fixture count uh, looked at and approved by the plumbing inspector. It has since been approved by the town um, based on the use of the project, so that box seems to be checked. Uh, at this point, we're waiting for the contract to be resolved, and then this schedule here, if we can get it all done in the RDA by January 1, uh, this is what the schedule should look like. So that's where we're at. Are you still going all the way out to Oakdale for pick up the sewer connection? No, it actually picks up in the parking lot um, behind the Kennedy School. There. Oh, There's a okay. store there. It's going to pump up. That was a long way then, the Oakdale. It seemed like a long way for me. Still, it is a long way. This is probably shaves 150 feet off of about mm -hmm. 800. Yeah. So, we do have drawings if you want to see any of the plans, but like Mike said. So, you're going to have to put a pump in? Is that what you said? You're going to have to put a, yeah. a pump to get it up to the school level? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, an injector pit is required. Okay. Because of the pitch. Yeah. yeah so, that's. There. I'm, I'm interested in what the numbers look like in terms of um, how much has been raised to date, um, whether or not the project is still on budget, um, given the amount that was allocated by town meeting a few years ago to supplement 
And um, Mr. Leonetti mentioned last meeting that there was a separate bucket that had been raised in sort of private philanthropy that would be available. Mm -hmm. So can you walk us through what the numbers are for the project? Sure. It's about $1.1 million all in. Um, and the last time we had uh, an estimate prepared, we did a little value engineering to get the number down because obviously uh, materials have gone through the roof this year. Exactly. Um, we were about, with a 15% contingency, we were, it 15%, we were about $17,000 under budget, and that was before the private funds were applied. Uh, the BRC will not count the private funds toward the project because it's not in their hands. Um, but we do, Pat is the president of the league, um, he is well aware of what the finances are of the league and that the $50,000 has been held in a reserve. Yeah, so we have, like Mike said, we've got ongoing, you know, Little League accounts and issues. We have the money set aside. The 50K? Yep. And, and the 1.1 million all in includes the 50 or not? It does not include it. That's roughly the cost of the project and within a few thousand dollars. That includes the engineering and it includes the construction. And um, are the two tranches of CPA funds plus the additional, I, I, I don't think the two tranches of SCPA plus the additional by um, town meeting equals 1.1, but maybe I'm wrong. No, 600 plus um, 373,500, so you're at 973,500, so we're just under that. Um, 1.1 was, I'm sorry, that was the original. We had a value engineer from that, and we got it underneath with about 17,000. Bob McCarthy has all the numbers. So you're under 1.1 now. We are under 1.1 right With now. an estimate. Mm -hmm. Still has to be bid. Right. Hasn't been bid. So are you, are you value engineered to the um, whatever it is nine, that's seven. the money in hand. Yes, we're about nine fifty ish, I think, all in. That's that's so, great. Yeah. Nine fifty. Nine fifty is what the all in budgeted value engineered number is. Yes, budgeted. So you actually have some excess budget. Mm -hmm. Do I understand that correctly? At this point in time. Yes. All right. Be before it's being bid. Correct. All right. It's a budget. Right. Um, but I, uh, I think I heard you say that that included a 15% contingency, which I'm really delighted to hear because mm -hmm. I wasn't aware that there was a contingency. Yep. So that's great. And uh, these numbers are, insofar as you know, current as of today um, in terms of the estimates? No, but we did rebid it in, in the, when the cost went way up. So the, the numbers we picked up were about 20% higher from prior bids. So I'm comfortable that the numbers today that we're working with are very, very close. If anything, I, I'm understanding the materials have fallen slightly. Yeah, they have. I was going to say. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get the number down just a smidge. And, and lastly, I know we've talked about it in the past that the CPA numbers can only be used for CPA eligible projects, which does not include the SNAP bar. Which is a very small piece of Okay. Yep. All right. So that, that you've compartmentalized that. Yes, we certainly have. Is, is, it, is it still a structure, uh, bathrooms, and the stand? There was going to be a stand on the back of it as well when they originally came out with that. Is that still mm -hmm. part of it? It's the same design. Same design. Same design. Okay. It's changed. They modified the entrance in the back of it a little bit, but that was about it. 
Is there any opportunity if for whatever bizarre reason the numbers go out to bid and they're in excess of what there is available to spend, is there an opportunity to continue to value engineer by either taking the, I don't know, the snack shop off or something else to make sure that it fits? There is. So one of the things that Mike and I have gone over there, we've included some deduct alternates on the plan so when it's bid, so there's other opportunities that you can pull money out of the project. So I think there is other savings that we could find if we needed to. Okay. I, I mean, I, that's very reassuring. I mean, it's a very peculiar spot, <laughs> um, but it's it's really hard to get our arms around, um, you know, restrooms at a price tag in excess of a million dollars. And and so, speaking only for myself, I, you know, um, I, I I wouldn't. It would be hard to support coming back to the CPA yeah. well again. Um, I, I don't foresee that yeah. as an option. Yeah, that's great. That, that's really, this is really good helpful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're good to hear. And, and remind me, how many units in this restaurant? To, uh, toilets? Yeah. How many toilets? Two. Two. Yeah, so you get a woman's and a men's room. The woman's room has two water closets, two sinks. The men's has one water closet, a urinal, and two sinks. For what it's worth, um, I know that the new restrooms at the Paul Revere site mm -hmm. um, are all sort of unisex and yep. they're all separately locked and that permits a, a little bit more efficiencies. I, I don't know whether that would have any application here, mm -hmm. but um, I, I just throw it out. Yeah, I think yeah. with the design the way it is right now, if we went back and made a change like that, it's going to cost us more engineering money. So and it'll be I, where we're at right now with the town is a good spot because there was a requirement for more if they viewed it as a different use. Yeah. Once they understood the, the practical use of it, we were able to get the fixture comp down, and there had to be so many for women and men. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty tight right now. I think the the, the unisex toilets, however, I, I I do believe that that is now a requirement. You can't have separate men's and women's that they need to be labeled you know, for, for unisex use. Really? Is that state required? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to restrooms everywhere. I have yet to in, see that. Yeah. I see that they have some that are. For new construction. I see that they are, but. We can check on that. The, my, my understanding of the way that code is written, I don't think it's a, a requirement, um, but we can absolutely check on it. Okay. And we did have the plumbing inspector review it just recently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for ways to make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's behind it that I'd like to connect to. Yeah, that would make it ching, too, because <laughs> it's. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you contrast to the Paul Revere, yeah, it's a similar number of toilets. Um, but they don't have two in one room. They're all separate, right? They're all separately yeah. accessed. Yeah. 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 This is dip. This is one room with two. But in one terms of capacity, yeah. you know, in terms of the. Volume of um, you know, how how many uh, you know people can can utilize the facilities mm -hmm. in a given amount of time. I mean, it sounds fairly similar. So if you've been down there for a game, usually even at the end of a game, you'll see we have two porta potties that literally pays for now, and you'll see somebody at the door of each one. You know, maybe somebody's you know one person waiting. So I think the fixture count is good. 
and also with having the ladies room now, now you've literally doubled up on your fixtures, although we keep it separate for women. Um, you see all the like 12 and under age group going in and out of there. It's uh, will need to be cleaned. So. Who's going to clean it? So, so as part of Mike talked about the porta potties. Yep. So in town during the season we have porta potties, and we do have a few fixed restrooms already. That's part of what we pick up as far as the, the cleaning. Oh, so you're going to literally going to be responsible for cleaning it. That's what we've done in the past. Okay. That was, that was our agreement with the town. The, re the recreation department used to clean the uh, restrooms, and then at some point it was decided they wouldn't clean them anymore. Um, so what they did is they disconnected all the plumbing. So we requested them to hook it back up and we would clean it. So for the past two, three, four years now, we've been paying to have them cleaned. Okay. And what type of locks are you going to have on the doors? We have a standard lock on it now yeah. that we use. It's it's a town lock. It's a Schlage lock, I believe. And, and, and who's, who's going to be responsible for? I'm in a butter. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, that's right. I live right behind this proposed facility. So we'll give so. you the keys. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job with the lights. I, I had an issue with the lights in the beginning, but you guys did a great job. Uh, I have no complaints with the lights, but. Oh, as far as these facilities go, I think that it should be an automatic locking system yeah, or something. Yeah, so to Mike's point, we have a master key with the town that the cleaning service would be able to get into mm -hmm. and that when the fields are in use, they'd be able to unlock them. And but we wouldn't be leaving these open 24-7. So, so a, a coach would be responsible for locking the, locking the facilities at the end of the night? And there is, within the within the program here, this, well, there's, I don't know exactly where it is, but... Part of the request was for electric, uh, some kind of electronic strike system to lock and unlock the bathrooms. Okay, that would be uh, better. I, yes, just given where they are, yeah. um, I want to make sure they're locked at night. And they're <laughs> only going to be open, for, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, only going to be open during game time versus non-game time when people are, for example, using the basketball courts? It's a question. People using the basketball courts, we wouldn't. We wouldn't allow that just okay. just because it's it's not really lacrosse or soccer or whatever else is out there. But if football, lacrosse, soccer wants to use it, um, so so essentially official game time, they'd be open. Practicing games, coaches practicing games. Keys, yeah. Okay. Um, I, one of the reasons I ask is that some of the uh, questions that have arisen around um, other restrooms in town um, implicate security cameras. Mm. Um, but if these are not going to be open other than when essentially supervising adults are going to be there, I'm not sure that is as much of an issue. It's supervised use. We, we yeah. don't want to open. It's just, yeah. um, defeat the purpose. And I'm not sure, sure. I'm assuming there's cameras in the back of the Kennedy that will probably pick this up anyway. I don't there, know. Are, it, there are cameras. Uh, there, are, yeah. there are cameras in the back of Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. We've caught people driving their cars out in the field with those cameras. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that everywhere. Right? <laughs> 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 Any other questions? Not for me. Nice. Great. They put in the men. Thank you. So, yeah. I will uh, shoot you folks a note. This, uh, this the, well, we've got another couple of weeks here, but hopefully we hit this. And uh, but I do stay in touch with Bob McCarthy too as things progress. So in the meantime, you can always touch base with him too. And, and did you say that the uh, the document's going up bit? It's it's a matter of this contract resolution. The, the way this is going is we're looking for um, 
Central Register advertisement on the 2nd of February. So it should be out for bid documents available on the 8th. And since we don't have a quorum, we can't vote to uh, provide the project with another continuance tonight, but we'll meet again before the 8th. Yeah. Um, and between now and then, if you wouldn't mind um, getting some clarification on the gender neutral yep. or unisex, yep. I don't know if there's a distinction between unisex and gender neutral, but um, the, the, the reason I bring that up, just you know, for some context, is that um, that was something that uh, members of the public had raised to this committee as um, a part of the uh, Paul Revere Heritage Restroom. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, the, I guess the... Um, the point was that that was kind of the direction that Massachusetts was heading. Now, again, I don't know if it's a requirement or just, you know, now there, there seems to be... Um, recommended practice. Recommended practice, yeah. thank you, for, you know, for new construction. And so yeah. that is um, something where we're going to deviate from Paul Revere, which is going to be gender neutral. We may encounter pushback. For having yep. men's and, and women, so having some clarification on that would be helpful. Okay, I can, we can get that for you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so thank good, thank you. Luck. Thank you. Thank you. good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really excited oh. to hear Stacy's financial report. We want to. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Lou. Thanks. Have a good night. Take care. Yeah, you too. Two stalls in two one stalls. Room. Right, right. Yeah. And a redesign. Whenever you redesign, it's. Anyways, um, okay, so where are we? Uh, project closing, conservation fund transfer. So we can't really vote on this. So um, no, we will the, defer. The money was transferred. Um, so yep. I'll put it on the, on the agenda for January to, to okay. vote on the closing. Great. Um, and I don't, I don't believe there's any controversy on that. It's just, let's. Well, there had been, but apparently there it was been. resolved. Right. It was resolved. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, so I don't now that the money has been transferred, I think everyone should yeah. be good. Yeah, it was secondhand to me why it hadn't been and that it mm -hmm. wouldn't be or whatever. I emailed uh, town accountants asking if it could be done or if I could discuss why it couldn't, and they, they just did it. So yeah. whatever Perfect. issues there were are resolved. Well done. Out of our hands. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, item five is a review of um, an updated pre-application form. Uh, so this is something that we would like to get up on our website um, for folks to utilize as part of the, uh, the upcoming uh, pre-application process. Now, I know there were some uh, suggestions on changes, additions to the pre-application form. So, um, Allison, is this the form? It's, is this the form in its current form? <laughs> this is the form, yes. This is the form in its current form. Uh, it is identical to the uh, FY23 form that Kristen had created. Um, I just changed, you know, a couple of numbers at the top. Um, I know there was specifically a question about adding something about um, having the property owner's permission. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how you want that to be worded or requested, but I think that was one of the main things I was told that 
you want it added. That's a good thing to add, yeah. So there's already, there is a line for property owner of record, uh, but in terms of, you know, and there's a place for including, uh, you know, letters of support, but there isn't a specific, you know, you must Could you put a letter. Under, right under the property owner of record and then put property owner permission? Just uh, as a line item? Well, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I would yeah. I mean, in what format do you want the permission? Like, as a yes or no. Yes, yeah. a statement like. Yes or yep. no. And then yes, no. If, then attach, you know, attach letter of support. I think right. would be. That's all, I think that's all it needs. Yeah. Yeah. Although, rather than in this section, if you, it, it seems to me that this is a section that was, is just sort of fill in the blank like information. Whereas, if you go down to the second part, that's the section um, where no. go I, I think right. Is it, oh. no, this is just the table yeah, on okay. eligibility. So um, you have a description, description of project, budget. estimated budget, maintenance, anticipated completion. Okay, I would I would think it needs to go somewhere in yes, here. Yes, right here. Um, oh, with the support of mm -hmm. uh, you know, does it? I, and so as maybe a second question, does the project have the support? of the property owner separately. Yeah. Um, and if so, attach documentation evidencing support. Perfect. Or just attach evidence of property owner support and don't even say does it. Because I mean, they have to have it, right? Mm -hmm. oh, that's true. That's yeah. true, they don't yeah. have it. Yeah. So it's you not... could just put a thing that says yeah. attach yeah. property owner support or... Approval. However... Approval, right, yeah. however you... Attach documentation of property owner And then you approval. need to yeah. be comfortable in guiding applicants because these things all come to you mm -hmm. uh, to be initially vetted or people have questions and to remind folks that unless and until they have the formal um, authorization of the property owner, then it's going to be premature to send in their pre-app. Um, and if that's school committee property, if it's, you know, conservation commission property, it may be, you know, town select board property, but anything other than private property, and in that case, they have to have the, um, you know, authorization of the owner of the private property, um, but they've got to make clear that they can't just have a good idea for somebody else's property. Exactly. Right. So not even just for the full application, but even the pre-application, we will not accept without the letter of support from the property owner. Is that really? Yeah. Okay. Um, because uh, because yeah, otherwise, we're we're not going to tell them go and do a full, a full um, application. Yeah. Right. Doesn't make yeah. any sense to have a full application if you don't have the property owner's support. Yeah. 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 But that's the you know that's the intent of the pre-application is right. to you know, um, vet and, and, and provide that guidance. And so I think, you know, um, uh, not only does it help us understand some of those great ideas that may not quite be ready yet, but it also provides guidance to the, you know, to the applicant on kind of potential next steps for them. Gotcha. Which is one of the reasons why our calendaring now is so advantageous because it gives applicants lots of run room to socialize their ideas and I know we've had, you know, a person interested in, for example, the pickleball courts. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 
you know, um, it's, it's a great idea, but before that is really ready for prime time, um, you know, he really has to have the support of uh, who controls that property, right. which will be ultimately the select board. Right. And, and you can't put the cart before the horse. So, it, rather than just, you know, attached letter of support, maybe kind of a stronger, you know, all, you know, projects must have support of, you know, property owner, property owner yeah. attached statement from property owner right. to this. Right. Yeah. 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 Now, will that apply to every category of property, like historic? Okay, well, let's think about... So there's a historic, you know, item, you know, like the, the is it the Hooper Bell? Yeah. Is there a property owner? <laughs> like, yes, they would have had to have been okay with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I mean, there's an owner of everything, whether it's real property sure. or it's, ta mm -hmm. you know, it's tangible property. So, okay. in all of those cases, I think where it's been not real property and historic, it's been an artifact or a document that is within the sort of custody and control of the historical society. Right. Yeah. Um, it may be shared ownership, but the historical society has okay. had the, the legal take care right. Of it. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for something like the Hoover Bell, where I believe it's shared between the heritage site and the historical society, do they need a letter of support from both? Yeah. That's shared. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this would apply to everything. Yeah, I would say two. Oh, because of what happened with the splash pad, um, that you probably should have the board, the select board, sign off on some of this stuff too before it gets pitched to everybody. I mean, because originally when that was pitched, like to the planning board, and to the town meeting, the splash pad has separate bathrooms, and it was going to be open earlier than the pool, like once it got warm, and then it was going to close, you know, once it got to pool, which would have been after the pool, and that's no longer the case. The town administrator sent the recreation, from the select, through the select board, sent the recreation commission a letter telling them they couldn't do that. And like, I feel like we spent a lot of money on those bathrooms. You know, I voted for that project. I, Get other people to vote for it. So I mean, I think that needs to be fleshed out before we spend money. You know, that if they had no intention of having it open, it shouldn't have been pitched that way. Oh, but are those details necessary at this stage of the pre-application? Not the pre-app, but they yeah. are in the app, right. I think. Right. Yeah. I, well, I mean, in terms of like select board, for instance, like it says, does the project have the support of the relevant town board? And so that is that is on here, at least in terms of. Yeah, that question, but do you want to add? But at the full app, yeah, but not the pre-app, but the full app, yeah. yeah. If they say they're going to be open specific times, someone should sign off on it yeah. before people vote. And these are typically questions that would you know, come up and, and <coughs> clarified as part of the vetting process, part of our deliberations. Mm -hmm. But we missed it on the full. So, so what's, the, what's the kind of wording you're looking for on the full app? It would depend on the project, right? right? Like the pickleball courts is one. Like what times are they going to be open? And the letter that would state they'll be open from, you know, 12 hours a day or whatever. And then us, the support so that it happens. I mean, I think when it, when it comes to the pre-app or the full application, um, it's really project dependent. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get a form that will right. anticipate yeah, every question. Yeah, exactly. It's more but like it depends on the project. So rather than something to be added to the app, just something for me to be aware of when 
receiving. Right. The, yeah. the right. more it, the more details that are provided, the better, and that's one of the reasons for um, the presentation um, and the Q and A um, that comes before the committee to ask all of those questions. Yeah, I agree. But as a threshold matter, I think it's fair for us to say that unless an applicant um, has the legal right to do something with respect to that property, whether it's real property or tangible property, we, we, we shouldn't, you know, really be taking any action. Exactly. Now, the one thing I was going to add to the, you know, kind of the due diligence process is the, um, the you know, leading up to the presentations, um, we have a liaison process where we, you know, committee members are assigned, you know, to really have those um, deep dive conversations with each applicant. Um, you know, prior to the formal, you know, pitch and the, you know, and the presentation. So, I know, Allison, you haven't gone through that cycle, but that is, from what I found, very helpful yeah. um, process and, you know, one that, you know, that I intend to, you know, to continue going forward. So, the liaison is assigned after the pre-application rather than after the formal. Correct. Right. Yeah. Because the, the point is to um, I'll give guidance to the applicant to make it the best possible contender. Of course. And so everyone has had some experience with reviewing applications. We kind of know what a really good application looks like, and so we can try to, um, uh, you know, play devil's advocate with the project applicant mm -hmm. even before it gets mm -hmm. formally submitted. Um, and that, that I, I, I wish on. I think it's been really helpful. Yeah, and you learn as you go, too. Uh, I will say one other thing. So for um, you know, on past forms, there was always a, an, an, you know, an end date for pre-applications. Um, are we just leaving it open-ended for now? Do we want to, you know, in January, vote on a specific closing date in you know, next fall? Well, I think, you know, that would be the, the uh, latest, right, is, is next fall, kind of the typical um, uh, deadline for this form, you know, at whatever that time is next year. Um, but I think it would be a broader discussion when we have a quorum mm -hmm. on, you know, the, uh, if, if, if um, we want to set an earlier date. Um, for the pre-apps. For the pre-apps yeah. and what that date might be. I'll, Maybe uh, put to, to be determined on that now? Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I think would be put, um, put on there now. I think it would be worth, um, so as far as I can tell from what everyone's told me and from Kristen's notes, um, you know, so usually the pre-apps and the applications would do by a certain time and then there were a couple months of presentations. But I'm assuming at the end of next year there will be twice as many applications, or certainly more applications in the past, because there'll be two years worth of funding. So the dates will have to be significantly moved up, because there'll be significantly more presentations, I'm assuming. Is this? I mean, that, that is a fair point. In addition, um, the thing that's missing from previous years is we're expecting a significant kind of rewrite and redistribution throughout town of our community preservation plan that says, based on all the feedback we received from oh, the public, right. these are our, as a committee, priorities that we're going to use to make funding decisions. And so I almost think that the end date um, 
has got to take into consideration the availability of that information mm -hmm. to be distributed. Because mm -hmm. if we're going to give increased weight to an application that is responsive to the plan, well, we have to make sure that that plan has been completed and distributed and marketed. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't have a date, um, except that I would um, sort of implore all of us and, and you, you know, to make that um, plan a priority. Yeah. So should I add, you know, so should, should the January agenda include a discussion about the dates, or should the January agenda just include I, I, a discussion of I, I would say we plan? hold off on the date. Okay. I mean, you know, TBD is fine for now. Yeah, I like that, the to be determined. Yeah, and, um, and, and I will, you know, use this opportunity to reiterate, you know, what I've said in previous discussions, which is that, you know, our kind of, you know, readiness to um, adequately assess project applications and consider funding, you know, uh, them um, is really contingent on our um, knowledge of what the priorities, based on the feedback that was recently collected from you know, from over a thousand survey responses, plus the town forum, plus the focus groups, um, you know, compiling that into our um, community preservation plan. That's, that's really what guides us, and we're really, um, you know, doing a service uh, that should align with the preferences of the town, not the preferences of the most vocal group, not the preferences of the best, prettiest application. It's really has to be aligned, you know, with the community feedback. And so, to me, I see this, um, I, I see, you know, that community preservation plan as a prerequisite, you know, for us to be ready. Um, and so, um, I would say, hold off on the deadline, you know, yes, for, for our next meeting in January, um, you know, as we had, you know, discussed one-on-one, -on -one, um, we do need to dedicate a good chunk of our January meeting to um, going through that feedback, to really understanding what are the key takeaways uh, from all that raw data that was collected. Um, I know we have some various reports that were distributed, um, and so um, what John and I have tasked Allison um, to do um, prior to January, our meeting in January, is to summarize some of the, the key bullet points, the key takeaways um, across the different project categories. Um, that were captured as part of uh, that, you know, that, that public survey process. Um, I want to be, um, I guess, I want to, I want to take a thoughtful and careful approach to how we rewrite because this is a very significant rewrite, um, and the feedback that we captured was tremendous, um, and so what we need to do is really go through kind of separate the meaningful, you know, feedback that really, you know, represents the community preferences from some of the noise, yeah. you know, so there is kind of figuring out where, you know, take the signal, um, where's the signal to noise, and, and, and bubble that up so that we have a concise, you know, um, bullet point, uh, or list of bullet points of, okay, here, here's what we're hearing, whether it's, you know, this type of project, that type of project, you know, this is what's going to benefit the community. Um, and so that's really step one, right? And, and then we'll have a discussion in January about what those bullet points are, make you know edits, make additions, you know as needed. Um, what I don't want to do is dive right into editing the plan. 
because everyone's going to have different, you know, ideas. ideas. Oh, change this, delete this, delete, and it's going to be chaos. <laughs> right. And we so, can't write by committee. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so step one is to really summarize the takeaways, um, have that discussion, come to an agreement as a committee of, okay, we all agree, here's what, you know, the, 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 the takeaways are, here's then where those, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, those items deviate um, from our current, you know, plan, and that's going to guide us into what edits need to be made. And, and as a segue to that, I think it's more than just going through a rote exercise and counting up the number of times yeah. somebody mm -hmm. says X, right. Y, or Z. It's really standing back, trying to connect the dots, and looking at it from a higher level of abstraction mm -hmm. and see where there are themes, um, where there are sort of connections, um, you know, that make sense. And so I uh, really look forward to having a new set of eyes, um, looking at all of this stuff fresh. Uh, I think that can be really helpful. I haven't even seen and, it. And the report from the uh, from the, the organization that did the survey, um, one of the documents that I have is is they kind of did a, a summary, mm -hmm. kind of like that. So I'm I'm gonna lean pretty heavily on that. Um, but I also did read over all the results. So, but um. Yeah, it, would you like me to send you the yeah, that'd be awesome. the, the summary report that already I'd like exists? I'd to read it through, yeah. Yeah, I think you joined the committee after that was distributed. Yeah, I did, I did, I did, yeah. definitely did. I'll make sure you get a copy. Yeah, I'll send that to you tomorrow. All right, well, so that, that'll be that January. I anticipate that, that, uh, that, that this rewrite will, you know, will, will take more than just one meeting, right? So... We will certainly get that process started in earnest in January mm. and go from there. But, yeah. Um, in general, though, I, I, I do um, think the committee should just keep in mind um, that uh, when it comes to the, the pre and the full application and the presentation process for next year, it should be started earlier than in past years it's due to, gonna have to two be, years of funding. Yeah, it's going to have to. It's going to be busy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, so we're clear on the changes that need to be made. Um, it's primarily, you know, deadline will be to be determined. Um, we'll add, you know, the requirement for property owner um, of records, you know, support um, for the pre-application. Um, anything else? I don't think so. No, I don't. It's good. Yeah. I don't know whether it's... Um, necessary in this pre-app, I believe that there's something in the full app that asks somebody to identify how the project um, is in alignment with community preservation plan. Uh, and, and I believe you are correct. Yeah. Yep. And frankly, since it's going to take us a little while to get that, it's probably best left just where it is. <laughs> Is consistent with the master uh, yeah. plan, community preservation plan, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and you may want to, <coughs> excuse me, 
add to this um, reference to the um, housing plan, the housing production plan, because that's a new plan. That's separate from the housing action plan? Correct. Okay, so that's for the full application. Yeah, it's not yet been completed, but it will be by it's the time. It's housing, what's it called? The yeah. housing? It's housing production plan. And housing production plan. Yeah. Uh, I, I would expect that that's going to come before the select board in January. But add it to this list Correct. of... Okay. So somebody who has a housing-related application will want to reference that. Yeah, I love that we have the housing trust now. Really. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on, next item um, was the financial update uh, from Stacy. We will defer that um, as Stacy could not um, attend this evening. Um, as well as the next item, item seven, an update on the rules and procedures. Um, those committee members could not be in, in attendance this evening either, so we shall defer that. Um, and that is it, um, aside from any other topics that we haven't already covered? No. That's it. I'll take a motion to adjourn. Well, can't have a motion. <laughs> <laughs> can't have a motion. <laughs> <laughs> then I will oh, say. Oh, right. we But can... we'll say goodnight to everyone. <laughs> 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 we can say goodnight to Thank everyone. You. You're right. Thank you very much. Good night.